2: Some people play video games to relax, but others do it for the thrill of a good challenge. You know, to test their gaming metal and all that. But even the hardiest, most competitive players among us have their limits. You know, where we just have to hold up our hands and accept that the reward just isn't worth the effort. So, I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com, and these are the 10 hardest video game challenges that aren't worth the effort. Number 10 insanely perfect relics. Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time. Even hardcore Crash Bandicoot fans were taken aback by how infuriatingly difficult the recent fourth game was, touting a brutal level of challenge worthy of the beloved original. Beating the base game is one thing, but those seeking out a greater challenge could complete the time trials to unlock the Platinum Relics, and further still, the most masochistic of players could also attempt to obtain the 38 insanely perfect relics. Now insanely perfect perfect relics are collected by beating a level without dying and smashing every single crate, which given the more expansive length of Crash 4 stages, is an extremely demanding two-for-one task. You can spend literally dozens of hours practicing for this, and even then there's no guarantee of success, especially considering the absurd level of challenge in the game's later levels. But even if you do scoop up all 38 relics, you have to consider whether it's really worth such a colossal time sink. I mean, all you get is a mere trophy called Perfect And 106% completion, essentially at the likely cost of your own insanity. Eh? Eh? See what I did there? The benign. New York Minute Hardcore, Max Payne 3. Despite its aesthetic departure from the two previous games, Max Payne 3 was still a bloody good sequel, goddammit, and one that threw the gauntlet to end all gauntlets down at players' feet with its New York Minute Hardcore mode. Now, in the series, New York Minute tasks players with beating each level before a timer runs out, with extra seconds being gained by gunning down enemies. Players who beat Max Payne 3 on New York Minute, though, will then unlock the Hardcore version, where death will send players back to the very beginning of the game game. That alone makes the mode off-limits to all but the most maddeningly skilled of players, i.e. not me, but what truly makes it not worth the effort is the tendency for players to suddenly be taken out by RNG headshots. Given the chaotic nature of the game's firefights, it's incredibly easy for an errant, near-unavoidable bullet to hit you straight in the noggin and instantly end your run. Combine this with the fact that many of the game's cutscenes are unskippable without a mod, and it's also fairly prone to randomly crashing, and you've got a ready-made Recipe for player frustration. Sure, you'll get an achievement called The Shadows Rushed Me Out of It, but at what cost? At what? cost. Number 8. Unlock all the cheats the hard way. Goldeneye 007. Cheat codes are perhaps the most tragic casualty of modern achievement centric gaming, as the wonderful array of cheats in the N64 classic Goldeneye 007 proves without any doubt. By inputting various cheat codes, which admittedly are pretty long, you're able to unlock each of the game's single player levels in its beloved multiplayer mode. It also features such as invincibility, DK mode, aka big head mode for all the young'uns out there, or weapons, invisibility, no rage and so on and so forth. You don't need to input codes to unlock these levels and cheats though. Most of the levels in fact can be unlocked simply by beating them in the single player campaign, while the cheats can be progressively unlocked by beating the levels in record time. Here, you've got literally a few minutes apiece to beat most of the game's levels, which is no easy feat, especially when you're dealing with the game's famously unpredictable AI, particularly during that damn Natalia escort mission. Ultimately, unless you really fancy the challenge, it's just not worth the hassle when you can unlock the goodies with a few button presses instead. Is the sense of achievement really worth countless hours of your life that you could just spend instead playing the awesome multiplayer mode with your friends? No. I think not. Number 7, Chapter 9's Golden Strawberry, Celeste. Unlocking GoldenEye's goodies the hard way seems like pure amateur hour compared to basically everything about the infuriatingly difficult but fantastic platformer Celeste. The game's greatest challenge lies in collecting the golden strawberries, which are only obtained by beating a chapter without dying even once. Considering that even skilled players will suffer thousands of deaths throughout the game given its focus on trial and error problem solving, you need to be a master of Celeste's gameplay mechanics and level before you even dare consider attempting to collect the golden strawberries. There's one in particular that's a major pain in the ass to get though and that's in chapter 9 called Farewell. The chapter can take players over 40 minutes to beat, much longer than any other in the game, and offers up a torturous level of difficulty for anyone hoping to make it throughout without a single death. It is horrible to be kind, though the bragging rights for those few who've beaten it without using assist mode are considerable. All this said, given that there isn't actually an achievement for Collecting even a single golden strawberry because the developers didn't want it to define the game for completionists, is Chapter 9 really worth the days and weeks of raised blood pressure? Not if you ask me. Number 6, The Ninja Tracks Trials. The Trials games are as addictive as they are infuriatingly difficult. And let's be honest, the overwhelming majority of players struggle enough to make it through each game's ludicrously challenging Extreme Tracks, never mind anything harder. But of course, there is a secret upper echelon of even harder levels to be unlocked. Those being the Ninja Tracks, which can only be accessed by getting gold medals on all of the Extreme Tracks. While the Ninja Tracks generally are torturously long, they do demand a mind-bogglingly level of nimbleness and attentiveness on the player's part while maneuvering their bike around the track. If you don't have an acute understanding of how the game's physics work, there's no point even attempting the ninja tracks because you'll be quickly left tearing your own hair out. They're so hard that Trials Rising will even give you a pity achievement called Trials Ninja if you manage to beat just a single one of them and doesn't even dare to offer a trophy for those few who actually conquered
0: the whole lot. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Number five, get to level
2: 99 in the first reactor, Final Fantasy VII. And now for something a little bit different. Ever since Final Fantasy VII was first released back in 1997, fans have joked about attempting to hit the game's level cap of 99 while still within the first reactor, the game's opening section. While absolutely physically possible given the availability of low difficulty random battles within the first reactor, it's also such a mind numbingly time-consuming, arguably pointless challenge that few have ever even bothered to attempt it. However, in 2017, a player going by the moniker of Circle Master managed to get Cloud and Barrett to level 99 in the first reactor actor, having spent 500 hours of his free time over the course of two years doing so. Though there are few reports of others even attempting such an aggressively tedious task, it's easy to admire Circle Master's commitment and application to his quest, as the mental barrier alone to carrying on must have been the real challenge. 4. Supply Lines Grand Theft Auto San Andreas Anyone who played Grand Theft Auto San Andreas upon release will likely still be mildly traumatized by the game's mercifully optional RC Zero mission, Supply Lines. Much like most of the GTA missions that require players to pilot unconventional vehicles, Supply Lines is awkward and frustrating, as players are forced to grapple with unwieldy controls and a brutal, brutal time limit. See, the mission requires you to pilot an RC plane in order to destroy a number of courier vehicles driving around the city, and then also get back to Zero's roof intact before you run out of fuel. Between the brutal fuel limit and armed resistance your targets will put up, failure is all but certain, with players potentially spending tens of hours getting through this damn thing. The player dissatisfaction was strong enough that Rockstar even altered the mission in future releases, granting a slightly more generous fuel allowance to make the level, you know, actually possible for us mere mortals to complete. Hell, even David Cross, who provided the voice for Zero in the game, famously admitted that he couldn't effing do it. considering the only thing it ultimately grants you will be 100% completion it is tough to justify the blood sweat and salty salty tears number 3 Complete all the Hard Get There's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 2 Last year's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 2 remasters helped restore the beloved franchise's good name, though also reminded everyone just how intensely frustrating hoovering up the various collectibles can be. And nothing in the remaster is more maddening than the Hard Get There's, the 19 soul-destroyingly difficult combos which require players to string together jumps, grinds, manuals and so on to traverse lengthy sections of a level. Even a single Hard Get There can require hours and hours of play player's time, and so nailing all 19 is basically a massive time sink. Now, as compulsively playable as Tony Hawk's 1 and 2 definitely, definitely is, this challenge is still a real test of how much free time you're willing to surrender to repetition, especially as all you'll get out of it is a damn trophy called, what else, got there. Unless you're adamant about getting 100% completion, just do yourself a favour and don't even bother. Number 2, the Sharpshooter Challenges, Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption 2 offers up a number of single player challenges for players to complete in exchange for XP, money, and other useful items. However, there is much debate about which of the challenge types is the hardest, though there is a strong argument to be made that it's the sharpshooter challenges. The 10 increasingly difficult challenges require players to demonstrate a mastery of marksmanship, from killing 5 flying birds while in a moving train, to killing someone over 80 feet away with a tomahawk throw, getting 7 headshots in a row, and killing 3 flying birds one after the other with a sniper rifle. And what do you get for your toil? Well, you'll gain dead Eye XP, cash and some equipment for your guns while also being able to get 100% completion presuming that you also complete the 80 other challenges in banditry herbalism gambling and so on as well players who do complete all 90 challenges will unlock the snazzy legend of the east outfit for their trouble but is it really a reward worthy of all the time spunked getting there nah not really number one the Iron Man Impossible Difficulty XCOM. Much like Max Payne 3's New York Minute Hardcore mode, you'll want to pray to Jesus if you ever consider tackling the XCOM series' Iron Man mode on Impossible Difficulty. Iron Man mode can only be recommended to true gluttons for punishment. Because by preventing players from having multiple save files and also saving the game after every turn is completed, there's no way for them to save scum. That is, revert to an earlier save if things go horribly wrong. And they will definitely go horribly wrong. Wrong. As such, every turn becomes a goat wrenching exercise in anxiety as you pray that the game's RNG won't screw over your entire run. Combine this with playing on the unforgiving impossible difficulty where resources are scarce and the statistical odds are stacked against you every which way, and you've got perhaps the single most infuriating minute-to-minute experience that a gamer can willingly put themselves through. When success or failure is down to a literal dice roll, and your subsequent survival options are so extremely limited by the punishing difficulty, well, most of us are going to have a bad time.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row?